It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast as we talk real estate right around the UAE multiple times every week. And of course, we are available on Spotify, Apple and Amazon, just to name a few. And it's a Tuesday morning today. Gee, the the month is rattling by, isn't it? The 20th of February. And because it's a Tuesday, time to welcome back Mario Volpe. How is the start of your week? Yeah, it's been very good, Craig. Thank you very much. Good morning to all the listeners. But Craig, I have a question. Have you finally managed to see that Ferrari film yet? Unfortunately not. No, I I still haven't watched it. But I did see that yesterday it picked up a bunch of BAFTAs. It won Best Picture and also Best Actor. So it is a precursor to the Academy Awards. But what I have watched is Arnold. This is this new Arnold Schwarzenegger doco on Netflix. And it's a story that you probably think you know. Yes, we have heard and seen the stories of Arnold Schwarzenegger, the bodybuilder and the actor. But the road to where he started and to where he is today is quite the transition. And there is this backstory when you watch it about how he became a millionaire before he was an actor with his portfolio of properties, Mario, that he bought and sold and invested in. So if Dubai was around when he was first starting out, boy, he would have made a meal of it. Definitely. He would have reached his million a long before, long time before he actually probably did. But that's a good one. I'll definitely want to tune into that because I do like these these stories, especially when they're real, real people. You know, I like the Stallone films. So they're sort of from no one to, to someone stories. Very, very inspiring. Yeah. And what sort of was the takeaway for me is that he has this very inquisitive, probing and thirst for knowledge is what comes through really big in the doco. So it's definitely something I can recommend now playing on Netflix. Right. Let's jump to this question from Leslie in Johannesburg in South Africa. I mentioned this last week, uh, moving to Dubai next month. She's considering different Emirates looking for the very best price for plot size to build on and has asked you, Mario, about different areas to break down the density when it comes to building, i.e. getting as many units on a single plot of land. Yeah, well, um, the first thing to say is that the UAE has come a long way since its formation way back in 1971. Real estate has definitely evolved just like other major markets worldwide. And the formation of a city is the main part of any city planning. So so when Dubai decided on the master plan of, let's say, places like Dubai Marina, which I'll speak about a bit later, or Business Bay, the planners created what most people wanted. And as you alluded, Craig, in a previous episode, they just get on with it without too much red tape. All right, then. Well, let's have a look at different plot sizes, because uh, unfortunately, Leslie didn't say what she is planning to build on the the plot. But I think you've got some ideas around that. 
Yeah, dealing with a, a freehold plot for the purposes of, for example, building a villa, the concerned department is the DDA or the Dubai Development Authority. Whereas if we looked at non-freehold areas, such as Jumeirah areas of Dubai, then you'd have to deal with the Dubai municipality. But this, of course, is only if the individual is, is either Emirati or part of the Gulf Cooperation Council or GCC, which brings in countries like Saudi, Qatar, Oman, Bahrain and Kuwait. Not sure if Leslie is married to a gentleman from one of these countries. I mean, obviously, if she is, then she could be looking at these non-freehold areas. Yes, well, she could be, couldn't she? She could be married to uh, one of those nationalities. Now, let's have a look at how you calculate the value, I think, is probably something we should step over. This is very much based on on where the, 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 the land is. So, so for example, a 10,000 square foot plot on the water in Dubai will set you back a whopping 80 to 90 million dirhams. If we're talking about Sharjah, one of the other emirates, this would be between 15 and 20 million. Ajman is a bit further away, next uh, emirate to, to Sharjah, that's 8 to 10 million. And we've not spoken about Um al This is one of the smaller emirates. The, the same plot of land will cost you uh, five to six million. Now, Ras al Khaimah has definitely been on the map recently, uh, which obviously is becoming more popular. That would be, same plot would be around 25 to 30 million range. So it's the same old ad- adage, uh, Craig, you know, of location, location, location. The value of the villa plot will, will therefore be based on the actual plot size plus the, the location. But, you know, in trying to broaden out this question for Leslie, uh, for plots where a building can be constructed, the value is based on what's known as the GFA or the gross floor area and, of course, the plot size too. Other things to consider would be the build time uh, because Leslie uh, could get fined if the villa uh, was to be constructed later than allowed. Typically, when you when you buy a plot from a developer, um, you are given approximately three years to build uh, from the date of approvals. So that, that's a lot of information, but I'm not sure whether it's exactly answered her question. Uh, plots are not necessarily my forte. Residential uh, villas, apartments, etc., are, but hopefully it's given her an insight into buying uh, and getting more information on plots. Okay, well, the beautiful thing about the email, of course, is uh, you can write back and let us know there, Leslie. And if you are a new listener, don't forget our email address, Podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. We love to know what is going on in your mind around property when it comes to Dubai and the greater UAE real estate scene. Now, talking about Dubai, we are going to be zeroing in today, having a look at the Dubai Marina, of course, such a very special part of Dubai, Mario. Yeah, it's very close to my heart because, uh, you know, I've been kind of living in this location pretty much uh, all my time here in, in Dubai. And, and of course, for the listeners, uh, they need to know that uh, historically, and, and, and it continues to be, one of the most sought after areas, especially when you look at the property portals, when they do these uh, graphs, they, that it shows that Dubai Marina is always, always up there. I mean, Dubai Marina is one of the most... 
uh, sought after areas and it boasts many waterfront skyscrapers. There are many hotels, lots of restaurants and entertainment facilities and, and not forgetting shopping. They've got a great uh, mall there called Dubai Marina Mall. And uh, now Dubai Marina, for, for the listeners in case they didn't know, is actually the uh, the world's largest man-made marina. It used to be Miami. Dubai overtook it uh, years ago. Now, tell me something. Do you remember when Dubai Marina was kind of in its infancy? I suppose you sort of go back to around 2000, 2005. What sort of money you could buy a two, three-bedroom apartment for back in the day? My goodness me. I mean, I, I came to Dubai in 2008, and, and I have to say that the marina was finished uh, as as such. I mean, obviously, the, the water was there. Uh, I remember there was one big uh, sort of a building accident that, that caused a bit of a stir online where water sort of rushed in, where, where the wall was uh, breached, as it were. But if I tell you um, sort of next to Dubai, Dubai Marina where JBR is, where, where I am, I mean, you could, you could buy a, a three-bedroom apartment for 600-odd thousand dirhams. I mean, the same apartment now is going to cost you 3 million dirhams. So obviously, there's, there's a very good price uh, increase. However, we've got to remember that whenever anything is built – uh, and it's in its infancy, and this is where perhaps Palm Jebel Ali comes in, you know, is that it takes time for for the area to be sort of established and more restaurants and more facilities and other hotels. It's not just a case of building one or two towers. And and there are still one or two plots left in the marina that, that have yet to be developed, although we are getting quite close to, to completion of the whole the whole plot. So, but the marina is fantastic. It's a really, really lovely place to live. You know, it's interesting because you look at race, Russell Kmart and similar thing. I mean, this is back to <laughs> when to, Dubai Marina was kind of starting out, but people don't necessarily sort of jump when they should jump because they want to see more of the bells and whistles. I don't know what it is in people's minds with regards to that, but if people could go back in the time machine, of course, they would be buying up Dubai Marina left and right. But as I say, that is the, the Russell Kmar situation and probably a couple of other spots around at the moment. Yeah, it is. And investors, which are brave, are the ones that do go out on a limb. But invariably, one or two of them will, I'm not going to say burnt, but won't have a, a great investment. But if you do get in early enough, it doesn't matter that there there isn't, you know, a fancy hotel built there yet or some nice restaurants. They're, they're coming. And, and anybody's looking Russell Kamer now, which there's a lot of sand there, but the development is growing and growing. And obviously with the casinos coming in 2026, I mean, any canny investor really should already be having bought a property there or thinking about buying a property there. If, if it's as an investment to, to rent out, if you want to live there, that's slightly different. You'd have to do your homework and see whether Russell Kamer fits your requirements. I'm not sure about uh, the sort of employment situation down there. But even so, it's only one hour and 15 minutes from Dubai. And many people in Europe commute that very easily. We moan here after a 20-minute commute, but an hour, an hour and a 15 minutes is, is more than doable. And the thing with the drive too, I mean, it's not a difficult drive, is it? One hour and 15, you're there. 
Yeah, and it's not just that. I mean, the roads are amazing here in the UAE. I mean, for, for the listeners, you know, they're, they're very wide. When you consider Sheikh Zayed Road, which is the main artery, I mean, that, that's, got, that's got 12 lanes, sort of six on one side and six on the other. When I think of the M25 in, in the UK, <laughs> I mean, that's got like three lanes. And if you're lucky around Heathrow, it has four. So, so that's about it. Italy, motorways, they have two lanes. Um, you know, so the whole of Europe uh, has got a different sort of strategy. But here in the UAE, the, the roads are wide. And, and invariably, if you're driving down to Ras al-Khaimah, you're not really going to encounter much traffic, if any. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realise, you know, from one end to the other for the UAE, it's not very big. Some people have this sort of expectation in their mind that the UAE is kind of like 10 times bigger. And I think that's created because of all the hype around Dubai. Yeah, absolutely. And and one thing I wanted to, to sort of just mention, if, if we're talking about traffic, I mean, one of the things that the, the Dubai Marina does suffer from a little bit, and, and it's clear because of the how densely populated it is, is traffic. Um, it tends to be more so uh, rush hour in the evenings and definitely at weekends. So that, that's one of the downsides of, of Dubai Marina, but I suppose it would be anywhere in the world. I'm sure sort of downtown New York or downtown you know, Manhattan, should I say, is full of traffic as any of the, the major cities in the world. So yeah, it joins a, an illustrious crew. Yeah, but, you know, you talk about the traffic, you take the traffic away and if there was no buzz, even though people complain about the traffic, there is this thing, this unquantifiable thing that comes with the vibe of the city, the traffic. Yeah, and, and obviously Dubai Marina has got JBR next to it and, and that's they're trying to make that a pedestrian area, although there, 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 is, there are cars that go down what's known as the walk. I remember when I first came here, you had all these sort of young Emirati boys who, who used to just drive around their Lamborghinis and their Ferraris just kind of showing off and it was like a circuit, a circuit that wasn't going very fast. It wasn't like the Indy 500, I can assure you. It's sort of crawling, uh, but you know, and people sort of stopping to take pictures. They don't do that so much nowadays because pretty much every other car's a, a Lamborghini and a Ferrari now. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's nothing uh, abnormal, should I say. Yeah, well, we've still got a dream about those Lamborghinis in our current day jobs. Mario, yeah. good to chat and no doubt another busy Tuesday coming up. Uh, look forward to catching up uh, back again, same time, same place, same channel next Tuesday. I look forward to it as ever, Craig. Thank you very much and uh, have a good week to all the listeners. Remember, we are not a real estate company. We are 100% all about increasing your awareness and knowledge for buying and selling properties. If I didn't have the data in front of me, I would not have came to the same conclusion, actually, uh, as the demand for spacious villas is still carrying forward from Q4 of 2023, it seems, in my experience anyway. Personally sold the villa in Jumeirah Park this month for the highest price ever recorded in that district by a long shot, and, and I'm still having inquiries on that unit. Uh, Dubai's real estate market has actually been facing this issue a lot this fake online listings sometimes I've actually seen like different pictures and when I've gone to the apartment is something completely different so Rera has actually taken steps to address them but regrettably for whatever reason at all and it's massively frustrating so when a property is put online it is always real at least it is here at Axe Capital it's always real and so I'm a little bit frustrated about this 
The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.